You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. Play fake, going to roll right, dumps it off into the right flat to Michael Bumpus who bounces off a of one tackler, gets inside the 40 down to the 35-yard line. Powered by Seahawks.com. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Now, here's your host, Nasa Chuby. Welcome to another edition of Hawk Talk. The Seahawks beat the Giants 27-13 at Lumen Field. That's three consecutive victories for the Seahawks. Things are feeling good. It's a victory Monday here at the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. We're feeling good about everything that just happened, and we're about to tell you about that when I bring in my guy, Michael Bumpus. What had happened? Hey. See what had happened at first was... <laughs> What had happened was on Hawk Talk. Bump, another win, another complete victory from the Seahawks team in all phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. And Bump, I'll get it started right here off top, man. Tell me why this isn't a fluke. Tell me why what we saw on Sunday is real. It's real because we've seen this defense perform now three weeks in a row. Six sacks against Kyle Murray, three sacks against Justin Herbert, and he got five um, against Daniel Jones. We've seen them shut down the run. Saquon Barkley is arguably the best running back in the league right now. You shut him down to 53 yards, 88 of total offense. And uh, and just the way they're doing it, it was a violent game. It was the most Mm. violent game we've seen since that 49er game. So they're they're checking off some boxes. They're playing fast. They're making me believe. I bought bought Geno Stock two weeks ago, so he didn't need to prove nothing else to me. (laughs) I believe in that already. It was all about the defense with this one. Yeah, the way they're playing, man, it's it's crazy. You, You said it, man. It was like a heavyweight fight. Especially that first half, you know, people didn't necessarily love how it started. If you're into a lot of points, the game started off pretty slow with six straight punts, three for each team. But people were hitting. It, you yeah. kind of knew it was kind of like, okay, this is a different kind of ball game right now. And everyone on the Seahawks defense and offensively was up for the challenge. The, the Giants have a much better defensive line and honestly overall defense than I thought. You know what I'm saying? Coming into the game, they ranked pretty low in rush defense and just overall defense for about 19th middle of the pack. But they came to play, and their DBs were not scared. I'll put that out there right now. They they got some mm-hmm. ball players over there. So it was a it was a slow start offensively, but the Seahawks did finally get things going with a long 15-play, 69-yard drive that ended with a three-yard touchdown to DK Metcalf. And, Bump, what I really liked about that drive was the Seahawks went for it twice on fourth down. You know, you get Lockett on that big conversion. Then you get Disley on a nice little shovel pass inside. That You know, that's a play that, you don't see very often, and, and it takes some it takes some stones to run that in the goal line bump, right? Because a lot of things can go wrong. There's penetration up front, but Gino, the trust was there. Those two plays set up a touchdown to get the Seahawks on the board. That shovel pass to Disley, this is how deep Shane Waldron dug into the playbook for that. We ain't going to see that again all year. Maybe end of the season we'll see that play. Those are one of those plays where, like, all right, I got something for you. All right, mm-hmm. We haven't put this on film. Uh, you haven't seen this look. But I got something for you. So, um, yeah, that, that was good to see, man. They they go up 10 to 7 going into the locker room. And then what happens is uh, the second half, you kind of get that slow start again, right? You exchange some field goals. But then uh, these guys come through clutch, man. They go on a five-play, 74-yard drive, ending with a 33-yard touchdown to Tyler Lockett. What makes that even better is that before that, Tyler Lockett dropped a for sure mm. touchdown. Mm-hmm. It hits him in the face mask. I already got my hands up celebrating, and we get deflated. 
something that we don't see from Tyler Lockett. Right. He also had a fumble, something we don't see from Tyler Lockett. So for them to go back to him on that drive, and on that drive, man, you go DK Metcalf on a hitch. You go Goodwin on a bubble. Uh, you go back to DK Metcalf on a deep out. Uh, you you and then you you hit Tyler Lockett on a double move. It was uh, I watched that drive and I said, okay, these guys are in a good place and they understand what this defense is trying to do to attack them. What I loved about that bump is every time this year, especially as of late in the last three weeks, when the Seahawks needed a drive and they needed something, Geno Smith and his offense has come through. Last three weeks, it started with the Cardinals game. They needed a drive when they when we gave up the thing on the punt. And it's 12-9. When they need a drive, boom, they march down. Their best drive of the day, score a touchdown and go up. Chargers, yep. when they need a drive, seal the deal. And then on la- and last week, and Gino was out there balling, man. He was throwing some darts out there. That ball, the DK on the sideline right there yeah. on that yeah. same drive, and he just came out so composed. And, like, we've said it for eight weeks now that we're shocked about his composure. Now, I just expect this from Gino. Mm-hmm. This is who he is. You know what I'm saying? And everyone getting on board. And then you mentioned Tyler Lockett, all his teammates coming up to him and stuff. And I heard DK say on one of the postgame shows, he goes, because, you know, Peter, he talked to him. Gino had talked to him. And he says, I just kind of let Tyler be because that dude doesn't mess up. So when something like that happens, you, you better be ready from a defensive standpoint. And the last thing I'll say about that drive with Tyler is you could tell he was angry because on that drive, <laughs> he caught a pass and he wasn't going to step out of bounds. He stepped uh-huh. back in bounds and was, was fired up and – I don't think we'll see – we might not see another drop pass from Tyler Lockett the rest of his career. Like, <laughs> dead serious. Like, we might not For see – I cannot tell you another time I've seen that. So, good to see from Locke and on that drive. And the defense, man. The defense and special teams. Like, the special teams, I mean – They've taken a lot of heat bump, and rightfully so, yeah. for some things that have happened. Some really good things have happened. Tariq Woolen, Mike Jackson running things back. We've Jason Myers has been nails. But there's been moments where – the special teams units cost his team points. On Sunday, they counted for two huge plays that led to 10 points for the Seahawks. So, love to see them doing that. You know, Will Disley forcing a fumble, recovering one. Travis Homer coming down, making some plays. So, good to see Homer back. But getting points off those from our special teams unit was huge to see. Yeah, Uncle Will Disley with a forced fumble and a, a fumble recovery on special teams. And then you mentioned Travis Homer, first time back in four games. Uh, he makes his mark. He also had a nice reception out the backfield yep. for 21 yards. So not only did he help on special teams, he sprinkled in on offense. But when it was time to shut this game out and put them away, this young man had 18 carries for 50 yards. We were spoiled last week. Saw him go for over a buck 60. Uh, Ken Walker made it happen. The Giants did a good job containing Ken, Ken Walker. They were great tacklers. But as soon as they decided to go high on this last little drive right here, that's where you messed up. You cannot go high on Ken Walker when it comes to tackling because he will break those tackles. That's what he did from 16 yards out. Then that was it, man. The Seahawks beat the 6-1 and one Giants 27-13, and everyone played great. The offense did. The defense did. And then you mentioned special teams. It was, a, it was a good day, man. Giants held to just 225 yards of offense. The best defensive performance of the year thus far. Not even close. Not in a question. They only gave up 225 yards bump. Wow. Like early in the season, we were, they were having games where they were giving up 450, over 400, and you were thinking, holy smokes, when are they going to get figured out? But you, what you always knew was they had defenders. They had tons of dudes on that defense. They have a great staff they're Pete Carroll Clint Hurt Sean Desai Carl Scott they had too many guys and too many dudes to keep playing the way they're playing so love to see this turnaround from them but we'll check in on everyone else who played well on Sunday Playmakers Touchdown Seahawks 
playmakers. Show them what time it is. Holy catfish. The man, the myth, the legend himself. Can't write him off. He will not write you back. Geno Smith just keeping spitting <laughs> bars, doing what he's doing. 23 of 34, 212 yards, two touchdowns, QB rating of 104. Geno Smith, six games with multiple touchdown passes this season. He had just seven of those type of games in his first nine career seasons. Obviously, he didn't play all that time, but just love to see it. And I get to talk about it, or I, I will talk about it on this podcast. Geno Revenge Tour is two for two. Two for two. He'll never say that. Pete Carroll will never say that. No one will ever talk about that because he's not focused about that kind of stuff. But we're not in the games. We're not in the meeting room. So we can we can look at that. So I just let us check yeah. that box for Gino. That's two. There's two teams he played for, two teams that decided they'd go elsewhere in a different direction. Gino got the best of them each week and each and every week. And honestly, the coolest thing I saw this morning, Bump, was I heard Dan Orlovsky talking about it. I heard different people throughout ESPN and all the networks mentioning him in the MVP conversation. Wow. Do I think he's legitimately going to get it? No, because you have Patrick Mahomes, you have all these Josh Allen, you have guys that have this track record who have done great things in this league. But he's finally starting to get that recognition because week after week after week, the Giants were 6-1. and one. Yeah. They're supposed to be a good football team. And, and Geno continues to be consistent. He leads in pretty much every statistical category that of value in the NFC right now. Still the top-rated passer in terms of uh, completion percentage. So I just love that people are finally seeing the guy. And Gino's the same dude every week. He's that same dude every week. That's what you love to see from number seven. So love to see how he's balling out right now. Yep, Gino's balling out, man. Keep it rolling. Another guy, Tyler Lockett. He had five receptions for 63 and a down. And with those five receptions, he passed Doug Baldwin for third place on Seattle's all-time reception list. He got 495. He passed Doug again on all-time receiving yards list, 6,598. Then he passed Daryl Jackson for third place on Seattle's all-time receiving touchdowns list with 48. And that is after a fumble. That is after <laughs> a drop touchdown. He still found a way to bounce back and make some plays. Tyler Lockett, Pete Carroll said, Pete Carroll be gassing him up. He said, oh, yeah. he's the best receiver I've ever seen. You know what I mean? And one of the best, most definitely. No denying that, man. The impact he's had on this on this team, uh, this organization. When he first came into the league, he looked like just a, a good returner guy. Like, okay, he'll be a returner. Right. But uh, he's developed. He has his own style. I was talking to somebody today. His own style. I've never seen a receiver play the way that Tyler Lockett does, and it's been working out for him. No question about it. He does have his own style because you. there's things that he does that bump. You're a receiver. You coach. You've done all that. You, you wouldn't teach guys to do it the way Tyler does. Yeah. But he makes it – I mean, everything that he does is just – he, he puts his own flair on it, and you can't guard this man. When he If he's not being himself, there's no way you're being Tyler Lockett. So he's balling out. Love to see it. Love to see it. And then the running back. We mentioned Ken a little bit earlier. You're not gonna, the stat sheet's not going to jump out at you. 18 carries, 51 yards, one touchdown. Every one of those yards was hard-earned because we mentioned it. The Giants' defense came to play. It was a heavyweight fight, and they were all in on stopping Ken Walker. They've seen what Ken has done to this league so far this season. But like you said, when it was closing time, when it was time to go win a ball game, what I loved about that play too is, you know, the edge defender lose, the edge defender kind of loses contain, and Gino kind of just kind of gets in his way just enough, doesn't really block him, but just kind of mm-hmm. shields him just enough, get, gets Ken to the next level. And again, if you're a safety coming down to tackle Ken Walker, who has an open, you know, two way go, we talked about open field tackle a couple weeks ago. That's that drill, but now you're going up against Ken Walker in space. That's tough about what you want to do because he's strong. And you mentioned it, but you can't go up high. 
He can't dive at his legs. He can't go up high. It's hard to watch his waist because he's got that wiggle. So it's not a great situation to be in from a secondary <laughs> standpoint. And uh, he definitely showed what happened there. And Ken Walker getting in the end zone, breaking three tackles on that touchdown round. So love to see what, from him. K-Dub, K-9, keep it rolling. This next guy has been probably one of the best, if not the best, offseason acquisitions. Um, Chinna Wilson, he has six tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits. But I want to take it a bit deeper with Ken Walker, man. I was looking up this guy and what he's done in his career, and he is on pace to have one of the best, if not the best career or season of his career. In uh, what, 20, was he last year with the Chargers? This guy had five sacks, eight tackles for losses, 17 QB hits, and four passes defended. Eight games through the season so far. He's got five sacks, six tackles for loss, 12 QB hits, three passes defended. Like he's playing lights out on another level right now. Pete Carroll talks about allowing him to take chances. We're seeing that. He's rolling the dice and he's hitting seven on the come out, man. Chin is doing his thing. <laughs> when you guys interviewed him last week on the huddle, he just has confidence. Everything about it. When you look at him, he knows how good he is. He knew when he went to back to LA to take on the Chargers, talking about revenge tours, because Uchenna had his too. Right. And people, you know, you're going to feel sorry about make, letting him walk out of that building because he is a game changer. And he's he's got NFC player of the, or defensive player of the week at one point this year, and he, he's getting some of that praise around here internally. But I know teams that are watching the Seahawks film, they're circling where number 10 is on every single play. Facts. Because he's a disruptor. He was leading the league coming into the game, and I'm assuming it stayed that way because he had two sacks in pressures. Chenna is absolutely balling. And that's just another tip of the cap to John Schneider and this personnel staff because they knew what they saw in him, and he's making an absolute difference on this defense. On staying on defense, Mike Jackson, another dude. We've given him a lot of praise going back in a training camp. This dude plays a lot of plays, plays on special teams. Seven tackles, three PBUs, but he was physical. He was nasty yeah. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. There was he was finishing plays, finishing blocks. He was it was it was fun to see knocking tight ends out on the sideline. You caught the football yesterday. You were gonna feel Michael Jackson because he was getting after it. And um, I like to see what he's doing from a secondary standpoint. Trey Brown is coming back, but Mike Jackson impresses me because Sidney Jones has been healthy. Artie Burns has been healthy. They've each gotten some reps here and there, but Mike Jackson has continued to stay in that starting lineup, which goes to show you he's got the confidence of this coaching staff and he's playing real. He's a perfect example of taking advantage of an opportunity and then holding it down. Like the thought was, okay, you got Mike Jackson here. Then once these guys get healthy, he'll, uh, he'll be a two or three. That ain't the case. Another guy taking advantage of opportunities, Ryan Neal, six tackles, two TFLs. My man was cramping up in both legs and was still out there making plays, man. Ryan Neal is always around the football, always making plays. Another guy, you love his energy, you love his personality, and then you see him on the football field, no reason not to not to rock with Ryan Neal. No question about it. And, Bump, we talked about it a second ago. The special teams, man. I mean, what else, what else can we say about them, Bump? I don't know. I think we said it all, man. I, th- I honestly think we said it all I got about the else. special teams. <laughs> I mean, when you when you force two fumbles, there's a there's a big board downstairs where they have goals. You have goals on for special teams of what you want to hit, field position, creating a big play, not giving up a big play. I haven't seen the board today, but it's got to be full. It's got to right. be full because Jason Myers is making kicks. People are being physical, and, and it's good to see because this team needs a special teams unit, needs to be successful all three phases of the game. Ryan Neal, another dude that helps out on special teams. He's a baller. Things are good. Things feel good. And then bump. So not, not to be – I'm not going to be negative, but going over to the receivers before we jump into this roundup, they didn't have their best game. 
of the season no. yesterday. There were some balls that they wish they would, that could come back to them, but they're all definitely resilient. And on that final drive to put them ahead, you know, 2013, which is really the game-winning drive, you know, Ken Walker's touchdown at the end really iced it, but the drive when it was winning time, all those receivers were catching balls, getting in the end zone. Yep. Had some drops, um, had a fumble, had some plays that you would like back. But like you said, when it's win time, they did their thing. The wide receiver roundup, we talked about Tyler, five for 63 and a tutty. T, uh, DK Metcalf, we didn't know if he was going to play or not. He shows up, scores a touchdown, 55 yards on six receptions. Goodwin had three for 33. And then I want to big up the, uh, the tight end room, man. They were five for five for 36 yards. Four of those catches were for first downs. Again, not going to wow you with great plays or spectacular plays, but they're going to be solid every single week. Ken Walker had a catch. Deastrick had a catch. And then Travis Homer had one big one. That's the roundup. Everybody was invited to the party. Love it. Love it. Now we got to get into the coach's corner bump. And uh, we talked about it throughout this podcast. Tyler Lockett. Unfortunately, dropped a touchdown pass early in the game. Also fumbled, but you cannot hold this man down. Tyler Lockett, as Pete said, is one of the best receivers he has ever seen, and that showed up on this touchdown. Gino going to throw again on first down. Pump fake. Going to throw deep. Got a man in the corner. It is Lockett. Touchdown, Seahawks. What a drive led by Gino Smith. Tyler Lockett was not going to let this one get away. He hung on 33 yards out, and the Seahawks go on top 19-13. Now Tyler has passed Daryl Jackson for third place on the Seahawks' all-time receiving list of touchdowns with 48. Congratulations to number 16. Yeah, man, I love this, and I, I love the way that this was set up. So I'll, I'll describe it for you real quick. You got a trips formation to the right. All right, I believe that is Will Disley at the number three spot. And you have Noah Fant, then Tyler Lockett. To the other side, you had DK Metcalf isolated by himself. You got Ken Walker in the backfield. So what's going to happen is DK is going to run a, a deep stop or a deep out. Then you have Uncle Will Disley who has that deep cross. You got Noah Fant who's running the seam. Here's why I love this play call. They ran this exact same concept, the play before to DK Metcalf. He runs that deep out. Tyler Lockett runs a deep hitch. They throw it to DK Metcalf. So this defense gets the same look. They line up in the same look, all right, that three-by-one formation, and then Geno sees the defensive formation and goes, we got this exact same look. We got him. Right, because Tyler Lockett ran that hitch, the play prior to it, he's going to run a deep hitch and go right now, and that DB bites on it, man. Gino does a great job when the ball snaps, staring on that safety, and he gets his eyes to lock it. Nice little play fake. Boom, you go up top. Shane Waldron, in this last drive, this is part of that five plays, 75 yards, was extremely patient and gave or took what the defense was giving him. Same play in a row, just tag Tyler Lockett with a hitch and go. Bam, touchdown. You nailed it. Great play call, great execution offensively on this play. A couple things. Number one, from a defensive standpoint, anyone who's played DB, they call this an oblique read right here. <laughs> when you break <laughs> down and it's a double move and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no, please throw this out of bounds. Please throw this out of bounds because you got no chance. <laughs> you got no chance. And Gino talked about it. He'd never seen as much zero like ever in his life. So right. They're playing aggressive. So for Gino and Shane and everyone to be on the same page, I know – when this call came down in the huddle, they're like, oh, Gotti, 
Like, you know that they were excited, <laughs> they were hyped, especially Tyler, who after, you know, what had happened earlier in the game. So just love to see it. It's great execution. And even the pump fake is subtle enough, right? It doesn't. He doesn't completely take mm-hmm. his. It doesn't need to be this big exaggerated motion as a DB who's jumping everything, playing incredibly aggressive. Just that subtle move of that hand coming back. You break downhill, and then really all you can do at that moment is tackle him. And right. unfortunately for the defensive back, fortunately for the Seahawks, at that point it was too late. He couldn't. He, he even if he wanted to tackle him, Tyler was already by him at that point. He didn't take a great angle. Tyler was by him. Touchdown. It's a wrap. Game over. Love to see execution. Love to see what we're seeing from Locke and Geno Smith. Love that the Seahawks are five and three, which means for the third week in a row, bump for a little Let's while go. we were concerned. We didn't have multiple weeks of this, but three weeks in a row, victory formation. Here comes the Seahawks offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there, knowing that one kneel down. And the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one. It's the victory formation on Hawk Talk. Another game, another balanced effort from the Seahawks. Defense dominating 225 yards. No real touchdown drives. The only touchdown they got was when they got the ball on the two-yard line. Saquon Barkley runs in and after that. The Seahawks put up 27 points on offense, 19 first downs. But I... I'm just impressive. This is a stamp. I thought the Chargers were the most impressive victory, and this one kind of goes back and forth, but it's the most recent. It's the most important. The Giants were 6-1. and one. It was America's game of the week, so I'm hoping the nation got to see a little bit of what the Seahawks are capable of. I think they did. I think that's why you got Dan Orlovsky and all these other folks talking about the Seahawks in the morning. I love it. Uh, Hawks are two for two on fourth down, and uh, the special teams, we give them, a, give them some more love. Two turnovers leading to 10 points. And Geno Smith does what he does. This is who he is. He stands tall in the pocket. He takes care of the football. He's clutched with a five um, five for five on the drive to end the game. No turnovers. I mean, what else can we expect from Geno? This is who he is. This is his DNA. There's no more second guessing this guy. And then Tyler Lockett overcame some issues early and uh, gave us the go-ahead touchdown and broke three records while doing it. So good day for him. Gotta love what we're seeing from Tyler, man. And the crazy thing about Geno, too, is Geno could have had four touchdown passes and maybe like almost 300 yards. Yep. So if he did nothing different, if he played the exact same football game. So knowing that, boy, Arizona, I know you guys got some good defensive backs. Byron Murphy, UW, Buda Baker, UW. Those guys can play over there for sure. But Tyler's going to be motivated. They're going to be juiced. They're going to be fired up this week. It's a big division matchup against the Cardinals. On Sunday, it's gonna be a great battle. Looking forward to it. The Seahawks, five and three, first place in the NFC West, taking on the Cardinals this Sunday. We're gonna be back with you guys on Wednesday. He's Michael Bumpus. I'm NASA Chobi for the preview edition of Hawk Talk, breaking down everything you need to know about the Arizona Cardinals and in the NFC West. It has been a pleasure. The Seahawks, five and three, as I mentioned. Can't wait to see what happens on Sunday. This is the edition of the recap. We'll be back on Wednesday. Talk to you soon.